0: We're crazy for Swayze, gonna watch everything he made We're crazy for Swayze, then we'll talk about
1: it We're crazy for Swayze, gonna watch everything he made We're crazy for Swayze,
0: They will talk about it Hello, and welcome to another episode of Crazy for Swayze I'm your host, Vince Troia, and I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Josh Young. Josh, how are you doing today?
1: Always be saucin'.
0: You're saucin'? I can smell it. It's good. Sauce. He's making some sauce. All right, well, while we're making some sauce, let's do some Swayze. And how do you feel about that? Real good. Real good. Because I have an early Swayze for you today we're going to be watching his fourth film Grand View USA aka Speedway Trio aka the Bulldozer <laughs> Have you heard anything about this movie Josh Just what you told me yesterday Just what I told you yesterday Well this sounds like it's going to be a rousing rousing movie right with with lots of demolition derbies <laughs>
1: That's pretty cool. I don't know too many movies about that.
0: I don't either, to be completely honest with you. Like there's Death Race, which is kind of demo E, but not really.
1: No, know? that's like a racing movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I haven't seen a demolition movie. Yeah, me neither. I'm excited. Now this one was released on August third, nineteen eighty four. It's rated R, it's ninety seven minutes long and it was put out by CBS Entertainment Production, right? It came after Uncommon Valor, but before Red Dawn. And... Randall Kessler is the director. He also did Grease, Blue Lagoon, Flight of the Navigator, Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, Pee-wee's Big Top, or Big Top Pee-wee, I don't know, I'm on let me watch it. And White Fang.
1: Okay, so he's got a pretty, like, wide breadth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's got a bunch of... Highly regarded films, or at least, you know, in the franchise of highly regarded films.
1: Yeah, hopefully this is still during the era where you could do, like, really dangerous car stunts. I'm hoping so. And you know Swayze liked to do his own stunts.
0: Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. Now, Swayze is actually third build on this film. He's going to be playing Ernie Slam Webster.
1: That definitely sounds like a guy who drives a car.
0: Right, and he's going to be acting alongside Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween. C. Thomas Howell putting us on C. Thomas Howell Watch once again. Once more. Troy Donahue from The Godfather Part 2, Jennifer Jason Leigh, M. Emmett Walsh, and both Joan and Jan... Excuse me. Joan and John Cusack. Both Cusacks. Both Cusacks. We're getting double whammy with the Cusack siblings. How often do they work together? A lot. Yeah A lot Alright, let's 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 try and name all the ones that we can off the top of our head They were in Gross Point Blank together
1: Yeah, that's the only one I can think of
0: They were in High Fidelity together
1: Okay, I haven't seen that one
0: They were in 16 Candles together
1: Why would you see that movie?
0: Why wouldn't you see 16 Candles? I
1: guess when you're a teenager and you're trying to get laid It might even be better than Donnie Darko If you're trying to fuck women 15 years older than you
0: I think that may be the case I'm not sure. Hmm. She's not fucking anybody 15 years older than her. Oh, no, I just
1: mean to say that that was a sexy movie when uh, my mom was a kid.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we wouldn't recommend Sixteen Candles now. There's a lot of racism in it. Oh. And some...
1: A lot of Cusack.
0: Some rape.
1: Wow. That's not good.
0: and uh, there's also some sexual assault. And, uh some more racism yeah maybe don't watch 16 candles (laughs) yeah huh but we're gonna watch this one right the dvd that i bought off amazon for four or for twelve dollars says now available for the first time on dvd grandville usa joins together unforgettable stars in a quirky romantic comedy set in a town like no other Golden Globe Award winner Jamie Lee Curtis is Michelle Mike Cody, proprietor of a Demolition Derby. Three-time Golden Globe nominee Patrick Swayze is her star driver Sam Webster, who's just as fast as he is reckless. Oui, everything changes when recent high school graduate Tim Pearson C. Thomas Howell crashes into their lives, leading to an unlikely romantic triangle with hilarious and heart-wrenching consequences. Randall Kessler, the director of Grease, unties a brilliant. Excuse me. Randall Kessler, the d- d- director of Grease, unites a brilliant cast of familiar clay face. Fuck. We will just cut it before we say Randall Kessler.
1: Yeah, I, I understand.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Josh, this sounds great. It does.
1: I mean, how how can you argue with the cast? Both I don't Cusacks. Know. Jamie Lee Curtis, star of the Activia commercials
0: I'm excited for Jamie Lee She's a favorite of
1: mine Yeah, she's one of the best
0: I like it I like
1: Freaky Friday
0: Ooh, that's a good one She rips a fucking solo in that movie She's not playing the guitar Oh, bullshit (laughs) That movie's a documentary And she plays that guitar Okay You ready to watch this? Yes Let's watch it Whoa-wee. That was a movie, Josh.
1: It's always a movie. I liked it. I guess sometimes it's a TV show. Yeah,
0: Yeah. sometimes they're TV shows.
1: Yeah, sometimes.
0: I thought this was a superior fucking sports movie.
1: Yeah, it was better than sports.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this was definitely the superior sports movie if we're pulling... Uh, young blood into it, in my opinion.
1: But it's got all the same factors a dad who's not supportive, uh, you're g- y- young and getting into the game, there's yep. the uh, older guy who's bullying you. Yep. Very fun.
0: I loved it. What did you feel about it, Josh? I loved it. Yeah. What How's was your it? favorite part?
1: I like when they crash the cars into each other.
0: Well, good, because they do that a lot. That is the, um, one of the main plot points of this movie.
1: Honestly, I can't believe that this isn't like a well-known part of Swayze's career, though. I think this is a really good movie for him.
0: Yeah? And getting to act with Jamie Lee Curtis as well, because she's... Dude, she's fucking amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that since this did come out before um, Red Dawn, this was Swayze's second time with C. Thomas Howell. Do you think that this experience working together was reflecting in this like you know had had because they had met before and stuff like that and they they had became friends
1: i don't know they don't interplay too much in this movie
0: i liked that he was jealous of it mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty pretty uh you know real seeming yeah I did, he did he did a good job and that's why i was asking because i felt like their personal relationship was being used there as well because you know everyone's experienced a little bit of jealousy every now and again. Oh yeah, and like I thought it was communicated pretty fucking genuinely. Yes. Well, what did you think about that first scene, dude? It was a, it was a weird open, right? Oh, the prom. I mean, we crazy. get both dads, yeah, which we, is nice. We get to see the families of Tim and his girlfriends. Fucking families what was her name her name was Bonnie how'd you feel about Bonnie I liked her dress I liked her dress as well what was going on where
1: she was like uh, masturbating using her uh, beautiful stuffed bunny
0: I don't know I've I've never been an 18 year old girl I don't know what they use to masturbate
1: I mean, she seemed like she was pretty stoked for prom.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like, she was clearly excited to, you know... Do some busy smooching. With, uh, with Tim, because Tim is introduced to us in a bathtub wearing a scuba, scuba tank, right? And his little sister comes in and just shuts off his hair. And his whole all,
1: room is, like, fish-themed.
0: Yeah, and there's, like, a perpetual motion machine, and he's got, like, sharks everywhere, and dolphins, and... Uh, we just, like, get to see him kind of geek out about fish and just aquatic, you know, life in general.
1: I do think his sister was my favorite supporting character, though.
0: Why do you say that?
1: Because she was just such a jerk.
0: (laughs) Dude, I don't know. I thought she was really funny, because the first thing we do is get introduced to her as this person who's just shutting the air off as he's underwater. And then the next conversation we get is them at the dinner table... And she's going on and on about she's waited 13 years to get boobs, and now that she finally has some, like she has to wear a bra.
1: She's doing some very ostentatious uh, itching.
0: Yeah, she's just itching all, all up. I bet a bra is itchy. I bet it is. Yeah, but Susan was very fun. I think she was silly.
1: Uh, her fucking weird ass T-shirts. Her yeah. Barry
0: Manilow T-shirt collection.
1: Do, do little girls in the eighties like Barry Manilow? I
0: apparently, they, they apparently they do. I don't. I don't know. I think she might have just been a weirdo. I think she should be our first stop in Fashion Corner. Right? Okay. Because of those shirts specifically.
1: I. You know. I. Yes. I, that was one of the first notes I took. Yeah. Fashion the, Corner.
0: She. She has this Barry Manilow shirt that it almost looks like a rookie card or something like that. It's just, like just the face that says Barry Manilow on the front. But she wears it on a tank top in the beginning. Then later on, she wears it as a t shirt. And it's a different color shirt. And that's what made me notice it, right? And then eventually we'll, we get thrown into a fantasy where Tim is in a music video, right? And his sister shows up in a Barry Manilow shirt. But her boobs are gigantic. Then oh yeah, yeah. And then later on in the film, she's wearing another colored fairy man So she shirt. owns
1: three of them. Yes. But she also owns an imaginary one. Yes. That's good.
0: Yeah. Um. I liked it. I thought that was a real fun note.
1: Yeah, that is funny.
0: Like all Susan wears is she just cares about fairy man and I feel like that's like pretty representative. Separ- representative, it's pretty accurate. To how like I've experienced watching thirteen-year-old girls dress over the course of my lifetime. They like pick a style and they like sit with it for a fucking minute. And she loves Barry Manilow. She loves Barry Manilow. I wonder what it is about him. I don't know. Did you ever get into Barry Manilow? No. I couldn't tell you a Barry Manilow song. I know he's supposed to be sexy though.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a horny teen if I've ever seen one. How did you feel about their parents? Wow, both dads, both moms? Yeah. Tim's mom barely existed.
0: Barely. I think she was only in, like, two or three scenes. Dad seems cool at first, but turns out
1: to be the villain. Yeah! Right?
0: Yeah! Him
1: and Swayze get to, like, split
0: villain duties? Well, well, I feel like just villainry in this film just comes, just, like, it's not that bad. Oh, yeah. They're just being dicks, and it's just... Shitty, you know? Like... I mean,
1: there's there's some real villainry from S- Swayze later on, but the film doesn't treat it as
0: such. And uh, how do you feel about uh, Bonnie's dad?
1: Bonnie's dad. Um, I don't think she should have called him. She shouldn't have called him to come get them out of the mud if uh, she didn't want him to show up and yell.
0: Yeah, she just showed up and punched fucking Tim in the stomach. Yes, he did. Yeah. Like, so... We get a quick shot of them actually arriving at the prom.
1: And dancing a little bit. There's your choreography.
0: That's the choreography? I don't know. Well, okay, (laughs) I'll give that to you. But we, we see them dancing around a little bit quick cut to them kissing in the back of the car oh but they're like on the edge of a like a swamp of a, of a creek or a stream they said yeah and sure they're in tim's dad's brand new cadillac it's got voice censored it, uh, close your door door is a jar. close your door door you know like, that's
1: pretty amazing for 1984
0: yeah i'm uh, it was a cadillac it's top of the line man yeah it drives itself so they're they're sitting there kissing, they're kissing, they're kissing. And then all of a sudden, Bonnie's like, Tim, you make the earth move. And then that's when you see him pop his head up. And he's like, the earth is moving. The car is moving. We're sinking. And they start freaking the fuck out. And it's just a debacle. Whole debacle. How do you feel about the debacle? I thought that it felt painfully real. It, <laughs> <laughs> You know, like... I think it did, as well. (laughs) The whole thing felt painfully real. Because, you know, like he's trying to be slick and smooth, and then all of a sudden... He's got on his
1: powder blue suit. He's driving the fucking white Cadillac with the red interior.
0: He's feeling himself. Yeah, he's he's feeling super fucking cool. She's looking good. She's wanting to bang. She's got those shoulder ruffles. Dude, they're having a great time. And then all of a sudden, the car starts sinking, so he immediately throws it in drive and tries to get out of there. Just digs him a little bit deeper. And then he climbs out of the window then and gets his feet caught in the the mud he goes back
1: to kind of check it out yeah see like how deep he's sunk in
0: he gets covered in mud in a matter of seconds
1: oh yeah because it's like up to his knees already when he gets out of the car
0: yeah and then bonnie's got to get out of the car also but he's all covered in mud so he gets mud all over her and as he's her. pulling her, Yeah. He, he drops her. He, he loses his shoe, and then he just drops her in the mud and then lands on top of her. Like, I understand why her dad punches him. I, I don't know, man. I,
1: yes. I, she shouldn't have called him. She should have let him try and get a, a fucking toe first. Yeah. Yeah. And they successfully did. Yes. But I think he should have gotten the car washed before taking it home. Probably. Um...
0: But I guess that wouldn't help the interior. No, it wouldn't. We we find a tow truck by going to the demolition derby. It's just right like the closest the building, right? Yeah, and plus he figured they would have a tow truck being a derby. And we know they do. Yeah. So he he wanders up to the counter and we are introduced to Ma Cody. She's sitting there selling hot dogs and eating them and eating them. She has one in her hand. Yeah, do you she think
1: does. she was gonna try and sell it to him? Yeah, she was just laughing at him. She thought he was hilarious.
0: Yeah, I. It was pretty funny. Like he just, he's all muddy and he's just wandering up.
1: Yeah, she <laughs> won't take his money because yeah. it's all muddy.
0: She hits him with one of those like he's like I need a tow and she's like it looks like you need a car wash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like so then she sends him inside the derby to go find Mike Cody because Mike has the tow truck keys. And he isn't even slightly perturbed
1: that Mike is a girl.
0: No, no. A woman. I I don't think anyone really is. They just...
1: Yeah, but he doesn't
0: know. He's looking for Mike. Yeah. He does... I I don't know. Well, he he wanders around the stands asking for Mike Cody. Where's Mike Cody? And then Jamie Lee is like, that's me. And he's like, ooh, you're cute. And he's like... Eventually they talk about how he needs a toe. And... That her price is twenty dollars, and then it's thirty dollars if she gets wet. And she costs less if she gets wet. <laughs> pay extra for that. Um, and then she's like, "Yeah, after this race, or the you know, like this bout, whatever the fuck they call a, a demolition derby, this round. After this, this, this round, this event. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Oh, but yeah, after that, that round." Um, shoot go take kind of situation so we spend the next few moments watching this demolition derby Woo! we're getting highlights of all these cars they've got one of them's named darth vader another one it's got what, darth vader on it yeah he's, got, he's on the top another one is called the orange crush or something like that and then that's when we get to see swayze make his entrance the
1: Slammin' salmon himself yeah
0: we, and what was it wham bam Wham, slam, thank you, ma'am.
1: I don't think that's what the first one was called. He kept, like, putting new names on everything. Just putting slam in instead of another word that sounds like slam.
0: Yeah, I think he's called the slam ram, though, or something like that. The
1: first time, yeah.
0: Yeah. He's got little antlers on his car. I think it may be a motif. Uh, Maybe he gave himself that nickname. Is that cool? Slam? Yeah. Hi, my name is Slam. I slam into things. Oh, Or do you think someone gave that to him?
1: Like when he was a baby? Yeah. Yeah. Only when he was a baby. If he got it when he was an adult, loser.
0: I think we should take another little side road over to Fashion Corner now that we've introduced Slam. All of his clothes say Slam on them? He had (laughs) quite a few items that were very fun. Mm -hmm. I liked his hat, his bright yellow trucker hat that said Slam on it.
1: Yellow's his color.
0: He had quite a few shirts that says "Slam," didn't he?
1: Uh, sure, he, I mean he's got uh, fucking denim overalls.
0: He's got merch that says "Slam the Ram" on it, <laughs> something like that. He's got, but yeah, so a, a good majority of the movie for him is, is spent in denim and flannels, right? A beret, a whole a whole variety of them, and later on in the film, we find him uh, because he's pissed drunk. uh, in overalls with no shirt and then a denim jacket over top of it but it's like why the jacket if you just wore a
1: shirt you might stay warm
0: well see the cherry on top of it for me was he was also wearing a belt like what's the belt for what was his what was holding his pants up I feel like he should be, like, just spitting in a circle or something like that. Well, if
1: he's wearing one overall, yeah. maybe he needs the belt to keep up the other one. Like, so that he doesn't become naked on. suddenly in public.
0: Do you think that, like, he wanted to, like, make it more form-fitting so he could race faster or something? So he popped the belt on for, like, a style thing? And to reduce drag. Yeah, yeah, make it more aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that's a good point. But yeah, I I like Swayze's outfits as well. I thought that they were pretty obtainable. That fucking leather jacket he had that was super weathered was dope. Yeah,
1: it where it's not leather. I feel like it's like an early pleather that's pretty close. Because like, real leather doesn't flake off like that, does it?
0: Might, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, if you don't take care of it, it does. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. But like the my leather that I have That's doing that is from like the 70s Or the 80s Yeah his
1: leather is flaking Yeah, But it looks
0: dope I think it looks great But once we've had our bout Come to an end Slam comes up and finds Mike And I don't know if he was trying to get paid Or what the situation was Well
1: he's going to get 30 bucks from this
0: Well yeah but yeah Mike is like Hey Slam go help this guy out Give him a tow. Got 30 bucks for you. So, he goes to help him. As he's... As Slam is towing Tim home, because at this point, Bonnie's father is coming to pick her up and punched Tim right in the stomach. Uh, They stop at the bowling alley.
1: Mm -hmm. So he can go find out where his cuck wife is.
0: Yeah. We are introduced to the idea of Candy, Slam's wife, he was supposed to be out bowling, but when he gets to the bowling alley he finds out that she never showed up. She's not even signed up for the league. Wow. And what's gets, she doing? I don't know. I what's don't know she what she's doing? doing. She's she's just not at bowling. And that's when we get a shot of the car when he comes outside. Seeing that halfway up the sides of the car is all mud now. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was the first clue that we got to the the extent of the damage which you saying like let's throw it through a car wash completely fucking understand especially like a self-wash do you think they had self-washes in 84 yeah like they did i i mean like i know they got hoses i'm feeling I-
1: like the new sort of roll through car wash is the most up-to-date yeah yeah oh. i mean first you got a uh, bikini car wash yes that's where the evolution starts right
0: bikini car wash
1: and then you've oh. got non bikini car wash okay and then you've got self wash okay. and then you've got the automated wash All that's right. the evolution of the car wash
0: okay i can I can get behind that so like zero is nature one is bikinis yeah two two is clo- fully clothed yeah, zero, nature, yeah. no no car wash, Neutral. only rain Yeah, yeah, you just you just let nature take that for you You wait till it rains I mean, I was doing it for years
1: Hell yeah, I can't remember the last time I got a car
0: wash But, so we find out Candy's not chilling at the fucking bowling alley And Slam gets a little upset
1: Yeah, he wants to know where his hot wife is I think then he goes home And she's there, and she looks wonderful And also wasted Yes. Like, she's got very David Lynch vibes going on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the entire time. Well, I mean, Jennifer Jason Leigh, who plays Candy, is fucking gorgeous. She's killing it the entire time. She's got dope-ass fucking sunglasses. She's got cool outfits. got pretty jewelry. Her hair's all done up, like, platinum blonde. She looks like little Marilyn Monroe. I think she's fucking killing it the entire time. And she's just... Hanging out, talking like, oh yeah, I went bowling and all this kind of stuff, and just kind of lying to him. And you starting to see Slam look more and more upset about it. And I, I, you start feeling for him almost immediately because, like, you can tell he's kind of sad. Just he, like I think he's very, he, I think Swayze's doing a great job of emoting. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. He's doing it immediately, so you're automatically starting to, like, feel for him yeah, you're right symp- the Yeah, you're sympathetic for this Chris Pratt-looking idiot. He looks so much <laughs> like Chris Pratt in this movie. Yeah,
1: particularly. Like, uh, he looks like Andy living down in the pit.
0: Yeah, but still, like, s- still swayzing. You know? Oh,
1: this is the best he's ever looked.
0: <laughs> oh, I think he looks great. I think he looks real good. Yeah. um, And... That's where we leave it, you know. Everybody goes to bed for the night. (laughs) Time to sleep. Time to sleep. Time to forget about everything that happened the night before. And just cuddle now. Until Tim is woken up by his sister Susan just staring at him. How does that wake you up? I don't know. I don't know. But she's just staring at him, just smiling and smiling and smiling and smiling. So Tim gets out of bed and eventually walks over and finds his dad outside. And He walks outside also, and then you get to see the extent of the damage to the car. The entirety of the interior looks like it's covered in mud.
1: Yeah, the the car is totaled. He gets a new car.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, he's driving another car. <laughs> is it totaled? They can't repair that? I
1: don't think you'd be able to. I don't, I don't know anything about I don't, it. I don't think it'd be worth it. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. On a new car? Maybe.
0: Maybe. But yeah, so, Tim gets... Gets a talking to
1: about it. It's kind of a passive-aggressive talking to.
0: Yeah, he's like, I got to go to work. Blah blah blah. But we're gonna, can, you know, you can't believe he did this. Blah, Doesn't blah, Tim blah. go to visit him at work? Well, first Tim goes, goes. Yeah, Tim goes to visit him, but we're introduced to Mike at the bank first because Dad's a real estate agent. Is he? Yeah, and that's near the bank. So Mike's in the bank talking to. Appraisers and stuff like that, because they were trying to get a loan. Because someone had recently, an inspector had recently come out to the demolition derby and deemed it extremely unsafe. So they have to make all these repairs in a matter of time, and that costs something like ten grand. Demolition derbies shouldn't be safe. Yeah, dude, I kind of feel like as long as that's why they don't
1: wear seatbelts.
0: As long as you've got your your ambulance there, you know, you got your paramedics on hand. Your maybe, mob doctor? Yeah. And maybe so, maybe some fire, fire ex- experts, not like in starting fires and putting them out. You you know. should,
1: if you are an expert at starting fires, you should be an expert at putting them out.
0: I agree with you.
1: I have seen that firefighters are good at starting fires. That I know. Yeah? Yeah, well, I mean, job security. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, they, they find a myriad of things that the, the inspector wants Mike to fix. Um, And they want to do it as soon as possible kind of situation. So she goes to the bank to see if she can get a loan. She can't. She can't. But somehow they have a bunch of shit they're giving away for free. What do you mean? Like she walks out of the bank with like a hose and a thermometer and something else. Oh, yeah. Right? Why? I don't know. Because she's got her arms full of shit and Tim kind of bumps into. I guess it. I didn't even think about it. She was leaving the bank with all that shit. Yeah, like like those were all like, if you come and apply for a loan, we'll give you all this bullshit. Like, we'll I don't give you believe a it, dude. Bot. We'll give you a baby. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. They used to give shit like that away. Now they're just like, we're gonna give you a hundred dollars if
1: you d- deposit more than ten thousand dollars in the first thirty days.
0: Yeah, and you've also got to keep a hundred dollars in your bank account, and then we'll give you thirty cents. <laughs> Hell and then yeah. we're going to charge you $6 for every overdraft, but after that first one, it's going to be $32, because this is America, and we're robbing you blind.
1: Don't be poor.
0: Don't be poor.
1: Duh. Paris
0: Overdrafts,
1: H- problem of the past.
0: Paris Hilton said that.
1: Now that I'm not poor, damn, no overdraft fees. Just like that, saving 30 bucks.
0: But when Tim bumps into Mike... He thanks her again for setting up the Toe. She doesn't seem
1: to recognize him Not covered in mud.
0: It, right? And Like in clean clothes <laughs> But yeah, so she he thanks her And he's trying To like, you notice him Trying to flirt with her, but he doesn't really know How.
1: I couldn't tell if he was
0: trying to flirt with her Or get a job. I, I think maybe A little <laughs> bit of both. He's yeah. just like, I want to Spend time with you, so I'm going to Bumble my way through this Conversation in hopes she'll say you want To spend time with me and she doesn't want
1: to spend time with him.
0: No, but good. He's a child. He compliments her thermometer, and then tells her that he's always been into weather. So she gives it to him. So I he love gets this, weather. This big ass wall mount outside, so you can see it from your back window, like on your garage kind of situation. Yep. And he just is so happy that this 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 grown woman gave, gave his eighteen a year old newly eighteen year old boy a thermometer. Uh,
1: let's see, how soon after that are we gonna get the fucking sexy music video?
0: Well, we, we, cause immediately after this thermometer scene, we get the scene with Dad. And Dad explains a little bit more elegantly why he was upset about this whole car debacle with the mud. He's like, you know, it's not just a father lending their car out, it's their father lending their first Cadillac to their oldest son. For the first time And what that means Because it's it's not just a car Because a Cadillac is a sign of accomplishment And victory So if you're in it You should be riding with pride And I felt like that was An effective way to uh, communicate how important it was to dad like, at least the car you know I guess but and-
1: that it also goes to show what a dick dad is
0: dad is a fucking
1: dick he's like oh you know cars are things to respect we're better because we have a Kettle. and we don't crash it into things
0: <sighs>
1: oh man like if you think about it this movie is a class struggle movie Right? Yeah. Where the kid wants to slum it with all his friends who crash cars.
0: I don't think he wants to slum it. He's just... He wants to do his own thing. Because that's that's what... Like... He's got car privilege. Yeah, yeah, he's got a car privilege. But he wants to go to school in Florida to study oceanography.
1: His dad can't possibly support that. or crashing cars
0: his dad wants him to become a lawyer or a doctor or something his dad wants
1: him to hang out and do politics with him oh his dad wants to have power over him for the rest of his life yeah so his dad's a huge douche
0: yeah he's probably one of the least cool characters
1: he's ultimately the villain in the movie in that he is standing in the way of everything that this kid wants to do
0: yeah yeah he's definitely gatekeeping uh opportunity and, uh, she,
1: uh, fucking Cody, uh, asks who his dad is because she doesn't like his dad. Yeah. Because the person, because he's a real estate agent and a city council member, he's fucking flexing all his power to try and take their fucking land.
0: After the car conversation, he comments on Co- uh, hi- how Tim is talking to Cody outside. Um, because obviously they have a history, like Josh mentioned. And, um, I don't know. Dad just kind of disapproves of them hanging out. He's like, don't, 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 you know. What I do like
1: about this movie is that everything's kind of like a slow, it, it, it's not going to spell anything out for you. It's it show and not tell very much.
0: Very much. It's, it's a very slow burn. We don't even get a real, um, genuine conversation between, uh, Mike and Tim outside of just like hey, kind of some business situation stuff you know, give me a job I don't want to give you a job I'm going to give you a a tow uh, until like an hour into the film Mm -hmm. and it's only an hour and a half long
1: yeah, about 40 or 50 minutes in uh, Tim shows up at the city council meeting and reveals that his dad has plans to take over the land here And that he's flexing all his power. And his dad's very disappointed in him for both not caring about the Cadillac and also um, derailing his business plans.
0: (laughs) Yeah, his secret business plans. Which were
1: taken from the house.
0: Yeah, he just has him chilling at the house. And it's like this entire movie, Tim's relationship with his father is stress in general. Just because obviously... He's graduating high school. He wants to go and do his own thing and everything like that. He's valedictorian or something like that. He's giving speeches at graduation, and he just doesn't really want to. And he's, his, his dad is just the authority figure. He wants to get away from him. He wants his freedom. And... I think that it was a pretty relatable struggle the Have you ever he-
1: heard it called a valedictory speech?
0: A valedictory speech? I guess that's what it is It is,
1: you're the valedictorian But I've never heard it said like that It's a valedictorian speech No. Oh. I don't know, it was weird that it was called a valedictory speech I, Hey. I've never heard that before I haven't either So that means he's like the top of his class, right? Like he's the smartest boy of all of the dirt farmers? I would assume That's awesome I would assume Good for him
0: um, But, yeah, so Tim just obviously Wants to help Mike Because he has been asking her for a job And stuff like that And he hates his dad And he hates his dad So he goes and spills the beans And dad gets fucking pissed He's like, I can't believe you did that We were gonna sit on this this pile of money together oh. And then, like,
1: his dad goes mask off Villain at that point Yeah, <laughs> yeah Because just- Mike invites him over And it's time for the, him to drink wine she buys him a bottle of wine because she thinks that children should drink. It's
0: not that <laughs> she thinks children should drink. After leaving the fucking city council meeting, she thanks him for going and finding this information and exposing this dastardly plot to take her father's land. And um, so Tim invites her out for- to get a cheeseburger. While they're having cheeseburgers, they're talking a little bit, you know... And getting to know each other, and as they're leaving, Tim asks if she'll go buy him a bottle of wine, which she does. And when he says he's going to go get drunk in the in the park, she she invites him over, and he you know he accepts. So they're sitting there getting to know each other, drinking wine, and all of a sudden they start kissing, and that's when we find out that uh, it's a ten year age gap between them. Yeah, there's, there's, nine years. Yeah, this. Tim is supposed to be eighteen, and Mike is twenty-seven. And we also find out that Mike had moved out to California from Illinois, and got had gotten married to someone that treated her bad or something like that. So then she, that's why she had ended up moving home and getting back into the family business of the demolition derby. Yeah,
1: and she gives you a pretty good reason to not move to the big city. The nobody there is from there.
0: Well, that's also kind of like the selling point of the big city, though, you know?
1: I guess. I don't know. I like people who are like, I'm from here, and I know everything about here. (laughs) Well, yeah. Show it to me.
0: Well, no, I'm... That is helpful. I do enjoy that as well, because I love going to local haunts whenever I'm anywhere out of town, right? But I think that the collaboration of having people from a lot of different places all contributing to one area to diversify it definitely makes it a better experience um, to live there, wouldn't you say? Not for her. Why would you say that?
1: Because she didn't like it there, so she moved back home.
0: That's a good point. That's exactly what she said. She liked the idea that everyone was from her, their hometown, essentially. And that made her feel good. And I guess the the security of that is also nice. And it's like
1: nice to oppose uh, Tim's, like, He wants to leave. He's very pop-punk. He hates the place that he's from, and he wants to go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but he has a dream that will take him somewhere specific. It's not like, oh, you know, I just want to go out to Hollywood and do the Hollywood thing. He's like, no, I like dolphins. I want to fuck a dolphin.
0: He does want to fuck a dolphin. I don't know. I don't think he wants to fuck a dolphin. (laughs) What are you talking about? Why would you even say that? What do you think the blowhole's for? Not fucking for talking, man.
1: It's for talking? That's the blowhole for?
0: Yeah, haven't you seen that video uh, on, like, on YouTube? Brrr. Yeah, we've watched it. It's a TikTok. There was an, uh, a, a woman or... Uh, there was a, a person that was working at like a Sea World or something of that like... That was like, you know, the blowhole on the top is actually where the sound comes out. And it was going... Like bopping out her little oh. thing on the blowhole, you know? Bopping yeah. her little hand. I thought you were going to talk about
1: that lady who fucked the dolphin.
0: Did, oh, a lady, that, a lady jerked the dolphin off.
1: Yeah, I don't think she fucked it. I don't
0: think she fucked it.
1: I mean, you know.
0: I mean, it's, is
1: that chill? Like ha- It's hand-fucking it. It was
0: for research. It
1: was for research, but th- they were also giving the dolphin acid, so I don't know if that's what you're What? To do.
0: What? They were giving the dolphin acid? I think, yeah. I don't, is, that seems like it was... Yeah, not the same study that's I too was. many variables like we gotta give these dolphins acid and these dolphins get hand jobs and these ones get both I'm and pretty
1: sure there's only one dolphin that got both
0: Yeah, and we're over trying there, to teach it how to talk over there that's Jerry Jerry's our control Jerry gets <laughs> no acid and no hand jobs how's it feel Jerry it just, and Jerry's like he just looks through the window <laughs> yeah he's got a little beard and a cigarette and he's flicking everybody off with the middle flipper <laughs> while they're kissing cause cause Tim asks Mike what her age is and why why her husband and her got divorced and stuff like that and he feels it's an appropriate time to move in and she's like I'm for it so they start kissing and you're like okay this is where it ends but also he's moving in <laughs> he, he's just chilling on the couch He's spending the night Because he, he needed a place to crash he, he
1: used the words he was ready to move in And yes he was ready to move in for the kiss But he also needs a place to stay
0: Yeah, yeah he was <laughs> um, So they're smooching And then the next scene we see is them in the bedroom And we're getting naked It was
1: escalated very quickly
0: And then quick cut to them Doing donuts and the derby, like fucking, like little little arena, right? They're just whipping, whipping car around, doing donuts, and then all of a sudden, you see Tim start start coming over to to Mike and like kissing on her and taking her shirt off while they're still driving this car around in circles. It was, it was not OSHA approved. Let me fucking tell you, man. But then they go back inside and do some more fucking. They were fucking all over this demolition, Jeremy. It was nuts. And he's, like, trying to wake her up in the morning, like, hey, let's let's do it again. Let's fuck some more. And then she was like, man, I forgot what it was like having an 18-year-old boy. And uh, that's when fucking Slam just slams his way inside. He's got groceries. <laughs> comes in with a big old fucking bag of groceries he's got. Sausages. He's got bacon. He's got eggs. He's got orange juice. He's got Maxwell House coffee. He's got the whole nine yards. Because he...
1: That's got to be all he had, right? Like, maybe some syrup? Maybe. Some pancakes?
0: Yeah. But he... Yeah, he comes in. He's going to make her breakfast. He's going to, like, try and schmooze her a little bit. And he sees that Tim is in the bedroom pulling his pants out, and he gets very upset.
1: I mean, yeah, like when you're uh, the, the lady of your desire is putting on her panties when you arrive, that's fine, but then when there's another man, oh no.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting aspect to Mike and Slam's relationship, because they go into detail in the film about how they've known each other for a very long time, and that he was upset when she moved away and got married because he was interested in her kind of situation. But he, while drunk, reveals that he was also scared of her, like the intimidation of her just being fucking tough and independent. Kind of like a tomboy. Knowing what she wants. Like, he found it intimidating. And all of this is happening as, you know, or this is being told as she or Mike is asking her father to help out with money know for all the repairs to your dad like owns a bar yeah it, it, her, mom and dad are not together and dad owns the bar in town and where he can't give her 10 grand he can give 500 so he's palming 500 in her hand as slam drunk off his ass is wandering away only to spill his heart out to mike about how he loves her how i love you so much you know like blah 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 and mike reminds him that he's married <laughs> And, like, he mentions that, yes, I'm in love with my wife, but, like, you're the person I actually loved, you know? Like, you broke my heart. How do you feel about that, Josh?
1: Does a drunk mind speak a sober heart?
0: I think it does. Um, But I also feel as if Swayze was kind of overstepping because he was drunk because he found his wife out with another guy mm, mm. you know and because the suspicions that he had were true and so he goes and gets drunk and he's trying to like justify why he's upset because he loves his wife and his wife wouldn't do that because she's just young and doesn't know what she's doing this guy is taking advantage of her kind of situation <laughs> but she's married like she's happy. She's she's totally into it. Like she,
1: she likes that lifestyle.
0: Yeah, she's totally down. So like, Swayze shows up the next day at Mike's, or at the derby, and Mike is talking to a junkyard man about selling all the cars, trying to get some money. And eventually, it comes up to being like three grand or three and a half.
1: Wow! For all the junk cars.
0: Yeah, and the batteries. And You're supposed
1: to throw them in the ocean to charge the eels.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know that. She, they're, they're, they're in Illinois. They don't know how to get to the eels. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, But so Slam shows up and asks Mike on a date, right? Mike says, I can't go on a date tonight because I have to go to the city council meeting, but tomorrow, let's go get a drink after the derby. Cut to the next day. He finds them in bed, gets super upset because he's like, I just asked you on a date. Yeah, well, she can still go on the date. Well, yeah, it just of isn't breakfast. She, of course she can, but like, I just asked you on a date and you told me no. We have to wait. Was it because you were gonna go hang out with this guy? And she's like, no. And tries no, he to explain, seduced me. Tries to explain herself being a little anage. bit, but like, he pieces the fuck out. Right?
1: He has some, some anger.
0: Yeah, he does. He does have some anger, and. I understand that he is jealous because he is shown affection towards Mike, wanting to be around her, and now having his heart broken by his wife, I get it. Like, but I do think that he is overstepping.
1: I love when he wrecks his wife's lover's car. That's my favorite, actually.
0: He wrecks quite a few things. <laughs> he,
1: like, really wrecks the shit out of that Corvette.
0: Yeah, though. the first time, the, the 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 day before the bar evening, he... Finds his wife leaving his house with her boyfriend. And he gets pissed. No, no,
1: no. no. It was after the bar. Oh, it was after the bar? Because he was so hungover. I don't know where he woke up. (laughs) But he went to work. And that's why he caught her. Because he went home early from work.
0: Oh, well, yeah. So he finds them getting into his fucking... It was a... uh, Firebird, something really, really goddamn cool. It was some kind of a goddamn uh, muscle car, black muscle car, looking suave as shit. You know, it was really nice. And so Swayze just gets pissed and starts, starts trying to fight him.
1: I love her talking to him through the window though, trying yeah. to just barely talk him down. Just
0: kind of cracked the window, just be like, <laughs> "Slam! Don't worry about it. He's just a friend." He's like, "You were fucking him in my bed, blah blah, in my house, and just going nuts," you know. And eventually, he starts starts beating up on the car. He's jumping on
1: the roof. He's fucking kicking out the taillights.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: He really didn't do much more than that, though. He didn't use a weapon or anything. No. He no. just knows how to wreck a car properly.
0: But boyfriend pulled out a gun and was oh about to shoot him while he was on the roof, right? <laughs> but Candy interfered and was like, you can't shoot him, you know, and kind of tried to wrestle the gun out from under him. <laughs> Dude shot himself in the foot
1: So She still seems endeared to him When she's letting him go at the hospital
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, No one decides to press charges Everything Because like everyone him.
1: looks stupid Yeah, everyone looks real dumb Same. But he does have a restraining order So then how did no one press charges? I don't know 50 feet? I don't know I feel like from 50 feet you can do a lot of harm Yeah
0: Don't you? I think so
1: 50 feet away from someone, you can yell at them. Yeah. You could shoot at them.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. You're, you're, I don't think you're supposed to in America. It but. was
0: it was clear that you could because he went and he, boyfriend pulled out the shotgun when Slam came back to get all of his clothes and sat on the porch and was like, you get any closer, I'm shooting you. Did he really go back to get his clothes? I think he went back because he was pissed, but then he... Got found all of his clothes in the. Oh yeah, in the lawn. In the lawn, underneath the sprinkler.
1: Yeah, it's weird that they put the clothes out there, and then they're like, "Don't come get them."
0: Yeah, yeah. I, Don't give him the clothes. But that was Slam's first brush with the law. Do you think that that was the superior brush, or do you think that the second was better? <laughs> his
1: killdozer moment. It was that one was the best. I mean. I don't know, man. I, I have no idea. I don't-, I don't know. No, it's not superior to bulldoze your own fucking house entirely. That is, like, literal maniac behavior. What is he going to do? Does his homeowner's insurance protect him from bulldozing his own house? It's written into the contract. He's like, once per year, I will bulldoze this house.
0: I don't know, man. He He shows up after Derby one night. And um, he finds the boyfriend's car there still, and he's drunk and pissed. So he drives away and goes and steals a bulldozer, drives the bulldozer all around the property, squishing the car, breaking through the house. Each in multi- corner, one yeah. at a time. And then pushes the house over all while... Candy and boyfriend are getting sexy inside.
1: Candy leaves boyfriend.
0: Oh, yeah. Candy's tied boyfriend to the bed with with handcuffs and all that bullshit. And she's dressed in this little like maid outfit
1: i don't know what it is
0: it was sexy though and so she books it out of the house when when all of a sudden when she sees slam driving around in this bulldozer
1: i thought the ceiling was going to collapse on the guy for sure oh yeah i thought we were going to get a comedic death in this otherwise like pretty funny movie yeah it was pretty <laughs> late-hearted
0: but yeah so the cops eventually show up and he declares, "You better arrest me because it's a crime to feel this good." And everyone claps.
1: All of his neighbors clap for him having destroyed his house.
0: They were all loving it. They thought it was great.
1: I mean, dude, if one of our neighbors started bulldozing his own house, I would clap as well. I would too. Okay,
0: well, I would. Too, I thought it was
1: a weird reaction when I saw it in the movie,
0: no. but now
1: that we're saying it out loud. Hell yeah.
0: I would I would definitely be outside with a joint be like, Fuck yeah. Tear <laughs> Never the seen house
1: anything down! like this. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. Well like I love Red Dawn. Tear it down.
1: Actually when I was Pull in high up. school there was this uh, there was this like house on the property of our high school basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Um but the people who owned it wouldn't sell it. And then one day uh, somebody died so they did sell it. Like whoever lived there died, so they sold it to the school. And then the school bulldozed it. I saw it get bulldozed. And yes. I was like,
0: damn. That's real cool.
1: It was really weird. They bulldozed it. They pushed the house into the basement. And then they just covered it with dirt.
0: That doesn't sound reasonable. It doesn't
1: sound right, does it?
0: No, it sounds like a sinkhole.
1: Yeah, they pushed the house. It's the basement of the house and then they just put dirt on
0: it. <laughs> this sounds kinda like it could be hazardous. It was awesome. Like, there mean, was still furniture
1: and shit in the house too. Not I like a lot, but there's definitely some like tables and fucking shelves. It was so cool.
0: Now while this was happening or was it like after this was happening? We cut back to the Derby and we find it on fire. Well
1: yeah. Yes. While that's happening. While it's happening? It, it, it's pretty much right afterwards. It's like he destroys his own house, which primed me to think that Ma Cody had destroyed the the, the fucking Derby as well. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Speedorama?
0: It's called... Yeah.
1: Speedrome.
0: Speedrome. Speeddome. Something like that.
1: Speedome.
0: Demolition dome.
1: Speedome sounds like a Pokemon.
0: Yeah, but... We, we cut back to the derby, and it's all on fire. And that's right when the, the fire trucks are showing up and stuff like that. And it's just rough. It gets burnt completely to the ground. And as they're investigating in the morning, uh, they find that a tank of gasoline that was there was left open, and the only way that you could open it was by removing the padlock. And the person who removed the padlock is mike's younger brother cowboy do you think cowboy was offensive i don't know i felt as if cowboy's character was very loosely defined as to what he was he was very loosely
1: defined as neurodivergent
0: neurodivergent
1: but that's not like what they would have said they would just said he was slow
0: yeah yeah.
1: He was a little slow, but he was just like focused on using his forklift.
0: Yeah. They he was the person that forklift all the cars around the property once they were junked. And he was always wearing a western shirt and carrying a cap gun which he would fire at everyone. Oh, but remember, I said uh, toward the beginning of the movie, I was like, ah, whoever arranged these cars was a real
1: artist. And yeah. I meant that in, like, real life. But he's the artist. Yeah. He was the, the one that's moving it all around. And that's why he's so mad that they're selling the cars.
0: Yeah. The cars that Mike sold earlier in the film, he viewed as his cars. They're like his toys. And no one had told him that this was going to happen, so he got upset and burnt the derby to the ground.
1: Which uh they still got an insurance payout, it sounds like
0: I'm not sure. Oh no
1: no no. They sold the land.
0: Yeah. Since it was since it was leveled, they decided to sell it to uh Tim's parents to make the fucking If only Ma thing. Cody had had lit the fire and then she could
1: have been better at, at acting like she didn't and they could have gotten an insurance payout. <laughs> on top of selling the land. Yeah. Because ultimately, this is kind of, like I said, a class struggle movie, right? Where the rich guy wants to take the land from the poor people.
0: Like a Goonies.
1: Yeah, or, I don't know, the fucking skiing movie. Out Cold? Uh, sure. Yeah. No. The other one.
0: Better Off Dead?
1: Yeah, that's the one.
0: Better... No. no. Out Cold's the one. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah the rich guys trying to buy the whole the whole mountain yeah okay yeah exactly but uh yeah that doesn't end up being a problem they're like ah it's it's fine we sold it
0: yeah when, <laughs> see that that was like the thing that was the weirdest part about this movie because like you said dad seems like the villain
1: it all wraps up in a neat bow he's I like don't i didn't he, burn
0: it down i don't think he was the villain necessarily i think he was just like they were victims of circumstance.
1: I guess only his circumstance is that he's a politician who's using his political clout in order to, like, secure land. Yeah. Like, he was trying to legally shut them down. Yeah. He was using the power of the state to make him more money.
0: Yeah, yeah. You are right.
1: You are right. He is a villain, but at the end, he he seems to be redeemed when he's like, I didn't burn it down. It's like, okay, that's, like, literally the bare fucking minimum. <laughs> He's still the villain.
0: Yeah, he is. Okay. I I agree But he gave them
1: enough money to start a new life and hopefully pay all of Patrick Swayze's legal fines. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he's got to be in a lot of trouble. He he fucking bulldozed his house.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did. And they act
1: like he's fine and everything's dandy at the end of the movie and it's all happy.
0: Yeah, I don't... He's in serious legal trouble. (laughs) I think a few of them are in serious legal trouble. And then, like, (laughs) it just ends after this point because... Right, like, fucking Cowboy's gonna go to jail as well. Yeah, for arson. Even if no one, like... Presses charges The state will press charges Yeah So cowboy's probably Gonna go to jail For arson And like Starting a fire and he's Ma's like, gonna go to jail For neglect Of a person That needs to be Under supervision I don't know If he never
1: got diagnosed Then she doesn't have She's not responsible For him Like well, He's guess. an adult man Who's dressed as a cowboy <laughs> No one's responsible For him
0: But So Tim gets back Into his His dad's car Goes home because now his dad has accepted that he wants to go to Chicago. To so that
1: he can have a job teaching kids scuba lessons. Because that's a more attainable goal than being a dolphin fucker.
0: Yeah, so, that, so he goes home to pack and get his bus ticket to Chicago to get on the bus. And Mike goes to get Slam out of jail. And they're like, I'm in love. Everything that happened yesterday doesn't fucking matter. And then they kiss and decide to go and cut off the bus that fucking Tim has just gotten on to go to Chicago.
1: Because his dream of going to Chicago is shit. Yes. He has to follow his real
0: dream. So they go and, and pull the bus over, pull him out of the bus, and then proceed to hand him a wad of cash and sign over the title to Slam's car and tells him just to go to Florida. Sends him on his way.
1: There might as well have been a freeze frame while they all jumped in the air.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: There's the perfect 80s ending. He just drives off into the sunset, and then a montage of a fair happening. There's a parade happening. You go
0: to a parade, and you get to see Mike and uh, and Slam kiss at the parade. Uh, How
1: do you think this parade compares to the parade we went to yesterday?
0: I think the parade that we went to yesterday had less floats. But more fire. And, like, 300% more Ghostbusters. Oh, hell
1: yeah, dude. So, okay, you liked our parade better.
0: There was, at minimum, 300% more. It wasn't just 100%, because Ghostbusters wasn't even invented when this came out. Yeah. Because
1: that would just be, like... it has got infinite more... I mean, our parade has infinite more Ghostbusters.
0: We have, like, eight Ghostbusters. And you know, it makes
1: sense, because they're trying to bust a demon.
0: Getting
1: busted makes him feel good. Yeah, busting makes me feel good.
0: Now, we did skip a few things. Mainly the MTV music video dreams Tim has. He only has two. If he had three, it'd be funny. Two is just confusing. Yeah, (laughs) but it did. The first one hosted my favorite outfit of the entire film. We got to see Mike in a leopard print. Fucking leotard. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like the sexy workout ones that's long sleeve, but then no pants. It was, you know. Wow. But then she had a skirt that was made out of, like, actual chains. Like, like, like work chains, not like bike chains, you know? Yes. And, like, it was so confusing, but like the second video really sung. Awesome. Uh,
1: like I did not understand the second one.
0: The second one was just like like Frankenstein. like he was a rock and roll Frankenstein, running away from the town who was who was chasing him as a mob with with guns and torches and pitchforks. Wow, just because he wasn't paying attention in class? Or? Yeah, he fell asleep in class. And he was dreaming about Mike. She was going to be his savior. He she was wearing like an all white jumpsuit and was backlit outside of a fence. Like she looked cool. She looked cool.
1: She always looks cool. But who wins Fashion Corner? Do we crown a victor?
0: I per, me? I I win Fashion Corner. I have heart sunglasses. Okay. I think I think Mike wins Fashion Corner because of that specific outfit. Wow, was it even real? I don't care. That is my 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 choice for winner of Fashion Corner is Mike. What was Swayze's wife name? Candy. Candy.
1: I loved her outfits.
0: Candy had great outfits.
1: Every time she was on screen I was like, What is she wearing?
0: Speaking of outfits, want a little trivia? Yes. This movie.
1: Those Barry Manilow shirts? No, they Barry were real.
0: Shirts. All of them.
1: This movie was taking
0: place in summer. But as we saw throughout the film, Mm -hmm. you could see people's breath. That was actually filmed in the winter, right? So so many of these scenes where you see large gatherings of people, right? Mm -hmm. They are all dressed in shorts and t-shirts and stuff like that. It was because everyone was bundled up in their jackets and hats and everything like that until moments before they yelled... You know,
1: action. So so lots of hard nipples in this movie.
0: So everyone's got hard nipples, but in any mass setting, you can see people sitting on their winter coats. Oh, yeah, because what they pretend like it's warm out, everybody. What their thing was was we're gonna give you a five-second window. So at five, we're gonna start counting down. Your coats and hats have to be underneath you at the end of five, because that's when we're shooting then. You gotta act like it's warm, and then everybody laugh at Jimmy Fallon's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my bored ape, dude. But yeah, that's why. So you can see Swayze's voice, and so you see his voice. You can see his breath in quite a few scenes. I can taste his voice. I can taste his voice. Um, yeah. So you think Candy wins? I think Mike wins. I I let's call it a draw. Let's call this fashion quarter double queens. Queens Queens. Mm-hmm. Josh. Mm-hmm. Josh. Mm-hmm. Josh. Mm-hmm. How does this rate on the Josh scale? How do you feel? Tell me about your experience with this film. What did you like? What didn't you like? What was your favorite part?
1: You know, I gave up on making fashion corner notes after the first ten minutes because I realized the whole movie was gonna be Fashion Corner.
0: It was a great time. Everyone was styling so much. How'd you feel about fucking john cusack's outfits for his few little scenes he had
1: Uh, man he's uh contemporaries with c thomas howell Mm -hmm. how about Mm -hmm. that uh man he was a good best friend i didn't even see john cusack i was peeing she
0: was in one scene in the
1: classroom when he was dreaming yep Was she in the music video?
0: She was sitting right next to him.
1: Was she in the music video?
0: I don't know. I didn't see it. It wasn't like
1: a Wizard of Oz situation where everybody in the room got worked into it.
0: And you were there? And you were there? And you were there too?
1: Wow! Yeah, and then he's like, well, I gotta call Mike. She was there. Um, Yeah, that was good. I love that. Um, I love the the shots of Demolition Derby that weren't first person.
0: Yes, we, we had two derbies three derbies three derbies three derbies did you have a favorite aspect of them What did you like the names of the cars did you actually like specific shots they used what, at, what what made you like I just derby? think it's cool
1: to drive cars into each other. And yeah. Patrick Swayze, he was driving his car. He, he
0: was, yeah. <laughs> he was really fucking sick.
1: I didn't realize that you drove backwards in a Derby, but that makes sense.
0: Yeah, we, we saw Slam loading up the trunk of his car with giant bricks at one point.
1: Like, I need to know if that's against the rules, but I feel like there's no rules.
0: Well, see, we only saw him do it once, and it was... During the race that Tim raced him, right? He was doing
1: it pretty surreptitiously. Like, he didn't want anyone to see except for those little girls who were wearing his shirts. Was one of those girls Tim's sister?
0: Mm Mm-mm. No, no. But, yeah, he's loading these bricks into his fucking trunk. And this is after he caught Mike and Tim fucking. Or, you know. After fucking. Post-post-poitus. And... Um I thought that one was the best derby because not only do we get to see Swayze just go to town, but Tim was also driving and
1: there were some explosions
0: yeah, yeah, there was fire a few cars caught on fire
1: I didn't care for the poV shots, you know, yeah, yeah I don't care to see from the inside of those weird ass goggles
0: <clears throat> I'm not watching a demolition derby to see what it looks like from the inside. I want to see the destruction it the did outside. make me want to do it though. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, but at one point, Slam reverses into Tim's car.
1: He's trying to do it in Darth Vader, and Darth Vader, like...
0: Moved, and yeah, yeah.
1: He does a fake out.
0: Yeah, and... So
1: he, like, wasn't trying to break the rules.
0: Yeah, but he... He he, does. He had positioned, um... Tim's car, like, wedged on top of another car, and when he was backing up trying to hit Darth Vader, Darth Vader moved, and he ended up running into Tim's car, flipping flipping it it over. And this is after Tim had already taken off his hat.
1: Well, he shouldn't have done that.
0: You know, or excuse me, his helmet, not his hat.
1: Uh, Darth hat. Darth hat.
0: Um, yeah.
1: What was your favorite part? Uh, the fucking why because you wanted to see that nipple
0: <laughs> <laughs> well there were three nipples uh, she's got
1: a very pointy nipple jamie curtis jamie lee curtis does you
0: no know, my favorite part was i think him trying to get out of the car in the the stream
1: oh yeah it, oh, it felt so real i like i've never gotten in that particular situation but you know getting your car stuck you feel dumb as fuck
0: I've gotten my car stuck in quite a few dishes because I am what you call an aggressive driver. And when I was young, I was very dumb. I would slide around the, the ice. On purpose. Not on purpose, but I've definitely come around a few corners a little bit too quick and slid into a ditch too.
1: Well, you you know, like, I think the key thing is you should learn how to drive in the ice and you should learn actually how your car drifts. Yes. I think you actually should test that out and have fun with it a little bit and get used to it so that if you ever do go into a slide, you know what to do.
0: I think that is advice that... It's advice. It's advice Um, that would be best implemented in an area that is low traffic. Yeah, that's
1: that's what he learns after they bone is how to drift his car a little bit.
0: Yeah, potentially in a field or a parking lot of a mire when no one is around. I think you
1: should do it in a subdivision with lots of other cars.
0: Yeah, like in our subdivision?
1: No, not our subdivision. I'm thinking a richer one. One where they don't have stop signs.
0: That that doesn't exist.
1: I lived in a neighborhood in Sterling Heights, right by that Walmart. Yeah. You know, fifteen in Van Dyke.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep, neighborhood over there on the east side of the road. No stop signs.
0: That's not safe. I don't. That's not OSHA approved. That's not safe. No. But you know I mean,
1: what? I, it's a way of life.
0: Yeah, I I think that that scene of them getting out of the car was definitely my favorite. Um, the music video is a close second though that first music video with the uh, the cool outfits. there should have been a third i I agree with you well what would have been a good third song I don't
1: know I think maybe they could have done one like while he was sleeping after they
0: boned do you think that would have been like uh like a like a sultry look what if the boning like rolled into it like you started listening to like them?
1: Anchorman. yeah Take me to Pleasure Town.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like get on a unicorn. <laughs> that would have been sick. It... Um
1: I was yeah. thinking somewhere between Anchorman and Nope, I lost it.
0: Yeah, no, Anchorman's a great one. I, I think that's a good one. I was or I was gonna say forty year old virgin with the age of Aquarius at the end.
1: I was thinking Happy Gilmore when he goes to his happy place.
0: Oh, this happy place? Yeah
1: so Scram has got all the beers.
0: <laughs> Where does this rate on the Josh scale?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just explaining how much I liked it. That, no, that's it.
0: completely fine. I'm happy you did.
1: I think that this one's going to be a solid three and a half out of five stars on the patented Josh scale.
0: I agree with you. Three and a half out of five on mine as well. Hell yeah. Well, we're in agreement, Dude, that was... I thought this was a great film. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's... Uh, Again, hampered by its, like, date of release and uh, type of film, which is a coming-of-age sports film.
0: Well, it was it was comedic and raunchy. And which, it was heartfelt. Yeah, but those two reasons were why She's Like the Wind was not included in this movie. Oh, it was supposed to be? Yes. Patrick Swayze wrote it as the love theme between... Slam and Mike But because of how Playful this movie was They didn't feel It was appropriate So they shelved it For this So this song was about Jamie Lee Curtis Yeah Wow Yeah That's why they ride Through the night And stuff like that In the song man
1: Wow Right He thought he was The lead character
0: Yeah But so they saved it And they were able To use it for Dirty dancing
1: I don't think she is Like the wind I gotta be honest Uh She's more like a rock She's like the rock
0: a-Rock. <laughs> oh <laughs> say she's not the rock, she's the body. Josh, now that we know how we feel about it, you wanna know how everybody else felt about it? Of course. Now this budget was unavailable. Wow. We do, we do have a box office though of four million seven hundred and forty three thousand one hundred and nineteen dollars as a worldwide gross. Is that's not enough? It was a little, oh that's a bunch of money. And how much is the budget? It's, it says it's, it's una- not available. It's not una- available. So I couldn't tell you. Sounds like they made infinite money. Sounds like they made infinite money. Well, it was CBS, so maybe they didn't like produce budgets then. I don't know. Well that, uh, it was in the eighties. do you Who think knows? this
1: movie's on Paramount Plus so that the people can watch it? I don't think so. I don't think so either.
0: This was actually not on DVD for a very long time. It came out in like two thousand and eleven. I wonder why? I don't know. I mean, they're just trying to keep Patrick Swayze's career secret from us maybe. I think that's what it is because it's
1: like this is one of his best performances, I think.
0: I thought he was very emotive.
1: I love the uh, early part of his career where he's doing the Bad Boy thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do too. He
1: got out of it pretty quick.
0: Well, I mean, like he started his career at like thirty.
1: Sure, and they're like, "You're a thirty year old bad boy, aren't you?" And he's like, "I, I guess." I, I
0: guess I'm a thirty year old bad boy. Yeah, you're a thirty year old bad boy. I <laughs> smoke these cigarettes. Whoa, talk down to some kids. Yeah,
1: women love you because you talk down to
0: children, and you're you're bad, and you you don't give a fuck about your life. That's exactly what they say. Yep. Now, Letterbox has this at 2.8 out of 5. IMDb at 5.4 out of 5. No Rotten Tomatoes score with an audience score of 38%. Do you want to guess what the Amazon score is, Josh?
1: 92% my DVD came and it wasn't this movie.
0: <laughs> What's that? Four point seven out of five with a seventy six percent five star, zero percent one star.
1: I think I got it literally on the money.
0: Yeah, pretty fucking close. I said yeah. four
1: point six, or no, I said ninety two percent, and yeah. it was four point six. That is literally the exact same number. 4. I 7 guess seven. F- oh, okay. Yeah, I was a damn, little bit off. Damn close. It was damn holy close. Holy shit! Literally, the reviews on Amazon are better than what I guessed. Three. I'm sorry. 6% of people or something dis- their DVDs came bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to play this DVD in my VHS player. <laughs> I just want to see Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Hell yeah, Amazon. Now this was all filmed on site in Illinois mm-hmm. about 40 mi- or 40 minutes outside of Chicago. Okay, north south? Uh like southwest. Hell yeah! Southwest, like Juliet's on the way, kind of situation. Okay, I could be mis, or you know, misjudging the time because I've never driven this before. But it looked about forty-five minutes outside. It, of the it city. looked like they burnt down the set, so I don't think it's still there. I don't know what they mentioned in in the trivia notes that the the town hall building was actually repainted for this film, and then after production was done, they painted it back.
1: They unpainted it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They pressed control Z on their paint job.
0: Yeah, they said it wasn't bright enough, so they made it more vibrant, and then they dulled it back down.
1: Hell yeah, that's how movies work. You need the colors to be big and good.
0: Hey, you know, that is definitely a thing you need. But it does have two taglines. Okay. Lives meet, hearts crush. Lives meet, hearts Crash No, Hearts Crash 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 is a punch-up, though?
1: Yeah, just like the movie Crash One of the movies we've talked about most on this podcast
0: And then number two is Where dreams have a funny way of coming true Do you think either of those represent this film?
1: Dreams do have a funny way of coming true You know how sometimes you dream Of catching your cheating wife And then you just uh, Annihilate
0: somebody's car of infidelity
1: I used to have dreams where I would just Fucking rage and destroy shit
0: Yeah I haven't I, had
1: one of those in a while
0: I used to have dreams about being caught well, As a child You know, I was, I was younger um, About being caught in a tree Like in my bed And it was always surrounded by By a large animal Like a tiger or a bear or something like that Wow And um, I remember that at different occasions, there were different people in the tree with me as well. But I was the only one in the bed. Did your dream come true? I've never been in a bed in a tree. With a tiger at the bottom. With, with a tiger at the bottom. So no, I cannot say it's come true. I wonder what that's like a fear of, what that means. Hey, if you know anything about dreams, please send us an email. You can reach us at swayzypod at gmail.com what if I
1: send you an email from like a burner email address interpreting my dream
0: as a child like Vince when you were a child this actually you know signifies stress in a relationship with your kindergarten teacher I'm like specifically my kindergarten teacher It's like yeah and then when you go to first grade then you get a fucking tiger and I'm like what tigers (laughs) oh my god <laughs> it makes I gotta,
1: so much sense. What am I gonna do with the tiger? It's That's tree, sweet. it's made out of paper, books are made out of paper. <laughs>
0: Dude, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Gotta keep my head above the books. But before we take care of the most important part of the show, Josh, I want to hear what Josh Ebert Josh Ebert said about this film.
1: Wow. What I was thinking is that I've never seen a movie about about this sport before, but I liked it. You can just crash cars into each other, but what was the deal with this lady fucking a child? Oh, he was 18? I'd love to fuck that lady. Jamie Lee Curtis, I have a feeling she's gonna be a star. Two and a half out of four stars. Two
0: and a half out of four stars. This is something I've never
1: seen before.
0: Ebert, you surprise me every time. I know. You surprise me every I, fucking time. I know. Sometimes I have a hot take. Hey, okay, you know, I really appreciate you and all you do, and I uh, I can't wait till we get to see you again. Bye. Now back into the Ouija board. <laughs> the Ouija. Board. Oh god. Alright. Alright, Josh. It's time for everybody's favorite part. Is it? It's time for everybody's favorite part. Or is it only our favorite part? It's time for the Swayze Scale.
1: Okay, wow. I do you have any anticipations? Were you keeping track of the Swayze things throughout the movie or am I the only one who knows?
0: Well, we didn't have any horses. Yep. We we didn't have uh like who is was it? There wasn't much talking down. Oh wait, there was positive t- Ma- Dadulinity. There was so dad much Ulinity. dad
1: stuff, dude. There was so much dad stuff. Yeah,
0: I think we should move "Rad" or "Bad Dad" to the Swayze scale. Because that's a subset of it. A uh, bad dad. Bad dad. Bad dad. Yeah, all the dads in this film were not that. I think all the men great. in this
1: film were not that great.
0: They were all kind of shitty. Do you do you think do you do you hold Tim in a positive light?
1: Sort of, but he's, like, kind of an idiot, and he was kind of a dick to his girlfriend as soon as things started going bad. He was. Plus, he seduced that older woman, uh, which is pretty rad, very nice. Um, I don't know, he gets drunk to deal with his feelings, like, that's not awesome. Swayze gives us all sorts of different ideas as to what a man should look like. You know, he's, like, very bad in his relationship (laughs) with his wife but when he's drunk he's speaking the truth and has some very like positively masculine things to say to this lady that he likes
0: yeah yeah
1: he says that he likes her and she's like ah you like everything because you're drunk and he's like well yeah i mean i but i just like actually like you Mm -hmm. it's not just because you're you're
0: jamie lee curtis I, i like you i hear you did you see any knives No knives. I didn't see any knives. I did see some guns, though. A lot of guns. Big fan of the guns. We had play guns and real guns. The calf gun's pretty boss. Yep. And where we when we didn't have any horses, unfortunately, we did have quite a few cool vehicles.
1: Yeah, sick whips out the wazoo.
0: I think we had this is sick whips the movie, dude. Sick
1: whips the movie. Yes. Yes. Okay, so we made our way through a lot of things on the list. Uh, We didn't cover nudity, but we did cover nudity.
0: There was some fucking nudity. Was there any feminism? I don't think there was. Uh, There was!
1: Ma Cody does talk to her daughter a little bit. Yeah, we passed the Bechdel test. I think, but I'm not positive. Because, like, there's the scene where Tim leaves Mike's trailer, and Ma is out there, but she doesn't actually
0: say anything to Mike. Mom and Susan talk about why we are a bra-wearing house. Wow, so it was anti-feminist dialogue. That made it a feminist movie. Hell
1: yeah. Fuck yeah. But the implication of wearing bras, uh, yes, it is a positive note of feminism, but it is portrayed as stupid that, like, wearing bras is modest. But that is the idea, is that modesty is good and wearing bras is modest, so therefore wearing bras is, is good.
0: I liked that Susan was immediately like, I wish I had big old boobs so they could just bop around and just... It, it just this <laughs> and she appears year old in the music girl. video with the huge boobs. Yeah, it was... <laughs> so I funny. thought that was the most ridiculous part of the thing. It was really fucking funny. Um... But yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is a pretty sway film. How are you feeling so far? I've I've comfortable giving it seven, maybe an yeah, eight.
1: That's pretty common, huh? So we're gonna say that there's a feminism. Yeah. Would we say that there's a romance? Yes, there's a
0: there's a there's a triangle.
1: It's a romance triangle. Yeah we know there's no gymnastics. No. What about was, patriotism?
0: Uh They were flying some flags at the parade. Right. And I think you want to say no, but we did get the national anthem. We did get the national anthem. But then Ma Cody came, because it was uh, Jimi Hendrix playing the national anthem, went and threw the record into the derby. Which
1: is, I think, just like intolerance of rock and roll, but it does come off as patriotic if you think that him messing up the anthem is unpatriotic, which is what they think.
0: Was, well, okay, was the DJ playing the anthem like that, messing it up? Was Jimi Hendrix messing it up? Are they close minded Well, and the DJ's black as well. He's the only black character in the movie. Yep. So
1: I do think that it was a, a political statement of some sort.
0: I hear what you're saying.
1: And I'd call that patriotic. All right. All right. Let's give it patriotic. No gymnastics, no homoeroticism. So on a list of 14 items, which is how many I have, we're looking at... One, two, three. Only three that weren't in this film. We have everything else. So we have 11 out of 14.
0: Let's give it an eight.
1: Let's give it an eight. eight out of half? 10.
0: You,
1: if you want to give it a half, we can. Do you want to
0: give it a half?
1: <sighs> yeah. Eight, Let's eight do th- it. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Sick whips.
0: Eight and a half sick fucking whips. I am happy about this, Josh. This On the Swayze scale. Yes. I'm happy about this. This was a great film. I would recommend this. Who would you recommend it to? <laughs> Danny? Danny. <laughs> Danny, you should watch this movie.
1: I, I but, think anyone would like this movie. Man. I
0: I think so as well.
1: I think anyone would. It's pretty good and it keeps making you go, What the fuck throughout? Like there's little bits of absurdism. Yeah. And Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah. Like yeah. what what can you do man? Like she has given this movie David Lynch cred.
0: Yeah. And Quentin Tarantino cred.
1: I'd say th- there's nothing more you could ask for.
0: Dude, I, this was great. It was a, it was a real fun time. I think uh all y'all would love it.
1: What what does the word derby mean? Dermy? Derby? Derby.
0: Derby. Cuz I thought a derby implied horses. I think derby is more
1: like Track. That's not very yes and of
0: you. I don't know what a yes and to that would be. I I think it has something to do with going in a circle. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, Josh. I think it does have something to, to do with like the building and possibly doing the circle.
1: Because like, roller
0: derby. Because roller derby track, like you know, like re- racing. Boxcar racing. Yeah, the, so, so the box car racing. Yeah. The pine so so box Yeah. Pine car derby. Some kind of track. You know? Uh Uh-huh. Maybe not necessarily a circle track, but some kind of track in regard... Because they don't don't call it, like, called a NASCAR racetrack. I heard
1: that fucking ice hockey was invented by the Irish. Did you know this? No. Yeah, that's what I was hearing on on the uh, Secretly Incredibly Fascinating podcast.
0: Oh, well, good for them.
1: It was basically... uh, polo before, I guess. Oh. And they're like, oh, just do it on, on your feet. Oh, but then put the skates on them.
0: I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, I don't believe that, though. I might hear what you're saying, but I, I think it was definitely still invented in Canada.
1: Yes, it was. By Irish people.
0: Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Irish Canadians. Oh. Okay. It sure was. If you could give us a little bit more insight... I'd love if you'd write in to us. You can hit us at our email at SwayzePod. You can hit us at our email at SwayzePod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias at SwayzePod. I'm on Letterboxd at Vincent Troya. Josh's on Letterboxd at Josh with C-Y. We rate all of our movies in real time, even the ones we don't watch for the podcast, and you can talk about it. With it there, you know?
1: Yeah, sometimes limited series as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've been we've been logging some limited series.
1: Sometimes it's TV shows.
0: We were lucky enough to be able to add Twin Peaks to the things we've watched, because we didn't think that was going to be on there because it's a TV show, but the way it's classified, it's technically, like, series. And
1: Hawkeye, and Captain's America.
0: Oh, yeah, Hawk And uh, Wanda
1: Dreams Upon a Star.
0: Yeah, I think they're great. I, uh, I think... I don't know what we're we talking about.
1: We were just plugging our shit.
0: Oh yeah. You should email us. Yep, do it. I dare you. Is there anything else we gotta cover, Josh?
1: I have one question. How do you think they zamboni the the demolition derby field?
0: They don't zamboni a demolition derby field. It's not on fucking ice. Do you think they use like a tractor that like cuts grooves? <laughs> <laughs> think that's a good fucking question we're crazy for Swayze gonna watch everything he made.